I'm Jennifer Palmer, I'm the host of Online for Authors. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. Online for Authors has come under the management of Visibility Pod. Visibility Pod manages the podcast as well as all of the guest and host booking and communication to get the episodes scheduled, up and running, and posted on to various platforms as well as creating all of our wonderful content. I'm currently a visibility strategist with Visibility Pod and offer coaching. Some coaching is offered via live visibility strategy sessions. Take those in and see if working with Visibility Pod, me as a strategist, is a fit for you. Email visibilitypodcasts at gmail.com. Jennifer here with Online for Authors, and, and we have a special guest, unlike any other guests we've had before. Her name is Sarah Humphreys, and she is from Lehigh, Utah. She is a teenage author. Her latest young adult fantasy romance novel, Stone Cold, contains 308 pages of clean reading geared to the 12 to 18-year-old age group, published through Morgan James in New York, being a teenager that has already published a book. She may have some inspiration for writers of all ages. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast, Sarah. So do you know that today is Tell a Fairy Tale Day? Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. We are recording on National Tell a Fairy Tale Day. And, you know, one of the most common ways that people start books is Once Upon a Time. Oh, yes. Yes. You didn't start. I'm thinking of a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> there was. <laughs> right? Yeah. In the land far, far away. In the hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the authors and the books that you enjoy that have inspired you as a writer. Okay. Well, I do have the stack of books right here with me. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 I just, I just, um, tallied it all up. I have a master. Uh, okay. I, I am weird because every single movie I watch and every single TV show and every single book, anything, anything I consume that is fictional, I want to put down and remember, uh, because they're like friends and family. It's like another world. So why would I ever want to forget it? No, I want to keep up and, and reread it. So I have this master list of every single book I've ever read in my entire life and every single movie I've watched and every single TV show I've ever watched. And that's a lot of stuff. The book list is like 200 plus that I've read thus far. So a lot. So yes, I brought a stack with me, although I won't, I won't take long. This is the book that I am currently reading right now. Yes. Um, it's part of the Cruel Prince series. I think it's a trilogy called The Folk of the Air, and it's about Fae. So, you know, the fairy tale vibes. And I really like it. I like the world building. It's basically like about a human girl who is raised among Fae kind, and she has to navigate their fantastical world full of like charms and magic. They're immortal creatures, so they find themselves superior. Yeah. So I, I really like this book. Ollie Black. She. um yeah so this is the final book in the trilogy and you know you read all together too much when i check this out and i'm like this is the final book it's so skinny (laughs) (laughs) it's too thin what the heck like is this only is this only 300 pages what no (laughs) so that that was what that was what i initially thought when when i 
checked it out. That was funny. And I understand there's another book series that, that very much inspires you. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see if I have it. I don't actually have a lot of my physical books with me. My pipe dream, however, like if I had a million dollars, would just be to buy the physical copy of every single book I've ever read so I can have a huge library around me. That would be, be so cool. Uh, oh, so, no. The true writer is an avid reader and has an amazing library. Yes, I, I want it really badly. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I, I have all the books on Kindle version, all 15 of them. I do have the comic book right here, and it's Wings oh, of Fire. Um, that Wings of Fire. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Uh, so this is my Dragon book series that I really like. I've been reading it since I was in third grade. And my aunt gave the first book as a Christmas present to my brother Johnny, but my brother didn't want it. So he gave it to me because it was like, hey, Sarah, it has a dragon on the cover. Read it. <laughs> so I I read it and I liked it. And I've written a lot of dragon books that are based off of this series. And I really like the comic books. Yeah. yeah. The, the author does a very wonderful job of creating amazing tales and yes. amazing different types of dragons. Yeah. I've created my own species of dragons that... I, I didn't want to copy it, and so I tried to be unique. But it's still really hard to be unique because because she made so many different types of dragons, like yeah. you know, sky wings, rain wings, mud wings, and then you know all the ones on the other continent that that are in like the the last arc. So she's just made a whole lot of different types of dragons. So it's kind of hard like coming up with something new. But I did come up with this other species of dragon called light breaks. They're like molten red and gold and they can manipulate light when they open their wings. So oh, beautiful. Manipulate light. Yes. Like rainbows and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like rainbow. <laughs> uh, and like, I don't know, another tribe called Earth Smashes or something like that. And they don't have wings. Uh, because they live underground and they're diggers and they have this tail that's like club like and that's how they attack. I'm just having fun with my different dragons. <laughs> I understand there's another dragon you like very much. Uh yes, Hydrogen Dragon Toothless. Oh, so much. So So there's a debate over who the main character of how to train your dragon is, whether it's Toothless or Hiccup. <laughs> okay, well, there can be multiple main characters in a series. So I do say that they're both the protagonists in a way. Uh, I just, uh, I really, really, really like the series because uh, just the design of the dragons and the world building is fantastic. And also, you can know what Toothless is feeling, but he never says a word. He, it's, it's beautifully done how, how like his his emotions and his feelings and his body language and all the noises that he makes and it's so fun i love how to treat dragons so much i've watched all three of the movies and then all of the side series and i i bought all three of the movies and the dvds for all of the side series it's really awesome the trilogy actually ended like it it ended like they're not like well so i liked the ending but mm, it ended okay so like it ended right no no well i like i like okay so people these days have a habit of just resurrecting franchises and then milking them until they die. <laughs> like, uh, they keep making sequels like Ice Age. Ice Age has like five or six movies and, and uh, they just get worse and it's, it's so bad. So when I discovered that DreamWorks was like actually like ending ending the series, I was like, yes, thank you, thank you. All the stories that need to be told are told. But then I read an article that says 
that they're making a new series that's like set like a thousand years in the future or something and and the animation style is completely different and the animation budget is cut in half and it's so bad and i watched the trailer and like the nerd in me was just crying because you can't do this to literally my favorite french oh no don't do it don't do it so i'm just i'm just gonna pretend that that doesn't exist and i'm not gonna watch it (laughs) oh my goodness well the emotions too that Tuvalis has like you say when they, the mannerisms show his emotion oh yeah that that scene where uh Tuthless takes the stick and starts drawing around in the dirt and then hiccup he has to like step over the lines and then to the dragon and then they touch like that oh it's just so good because they they don't forget that he's a dragon that is such a dragon thing to do to just draw something it's not like they can have a conversation that's like oh i like you now you can ride me but but it, it's just <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just it's just perfectly done it's just perfectly done it's his personality it's quirky he likes drawing he was based off of a cat so i i really like that because it was a really really effective way to communicate what what both of them were feeling in that scene without forgetting that he's a dragon he he can't talk he's a creature back to emotion which is fascinating like that's what captivates us and it makes it so lovable <laughs> Yes. I do have one more book with me, and this is actually one of my favorite books, and I've read 200 of them. So, <laughs> so this is Six of Crows called Lay Vertigo. It is such a good book. Uh, okay, so the serial killer in me is going to start talking pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> you. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. So this book, it's basically Magical Ocean's Eleven. It has to do with six roguish types a pull off an impossible heist to go to a prison and rescue someone from the prison and then bring that person back and they get their reward. So, okay, here's the thing. My mom is kind of worried about this, but I love characters. I love characters so much who are murderers, assassins, pickpockets, thieves, just the worst kinds of scum. I love characters like that so much and this book is full like literally the main character is a 17 year old criminal prodigy he runs his own gang he has a 200 iq he wears black gloves and it's all mysterious like oh why does he wear these gloves all the time like maybe his hands are covered in blood and so they call him dirty hands because there isn't a single job in the entire city that he wouldn't do he's savage he kills people he's really charming so yeah my mom is worried because i'm like i freaking love kaz brecker he is my spirit animal i love him <laughs> and he's not a good person at all so yeah in this book like there are knife throwers and gunslingers and and people with magic i just love rogues a lot they're very intriguing characters i love writing thieves and assassins and, and stuff like that if this book is really intelligent i like the character work done it's just really fun there are always these really fun, clever lines by the main character, Kaz Brecker, criminal prodigy. To his team, when they're planning out the heist, he asks, what's the easiest to steal a man's wallet? And then, you know, the knife thrower was like, oh, knife in the back? They're listing all this stuff. Poison in your cup, knife in the back, <laughs> shoot him in the chest. <laughs> and then Kaz just looks at all of them and says, no, the best way to steal a man's wallet is to tell him you're stealing his watch. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I, so, you don't the, 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 
You, you just have to direct his attention somewhere else and then take... Oh, it's oh, so good. And there's this beautiful picture of a crow. Oh, speaking of beautiful pictures, let's see some of your artwork. <laughs> that was an awesome segue. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's see if I can... <laughs> speaking of... <laughs> Okay, yeah. So I understand your artwork's quite an outlet for you. Well, I I I do draw occasionally. I used to design my own covers. So that's that's what I did. Okay, looking back on them, they're all awful. It's all awful. I I was like 10. <laughs> I'm not an artist. My friends are artists. I was at a party last night and we were doing this game where basically it's like drawing telephone. And my friend, who is an artist, was drawing all this stuff, and she's like, guys, I'm sorry, but with, like, one to two hours and a charcoal pencil, I can make this drawing amazing. Why? Why are you so freaking talented? I don't get it. So, yeah, but I I do draw. I, I did draw a lot when I was younger. Not so much now, but I did draw a lot of comics. So, let's see. <laughs> so, actually, when I was younger, I wrote... <laughs> I wrote a freaking comic book. So this is the Wings and Fire comic book. True, actual version. Because, you know, with with the other comic book, with this comic book, um, you know, they have to change some stuff to, to, make, um, to make it into a comic book. So I thought, nope, I'm going to make, like, an actual, like... A, oh, wow. Um, I don't know, like... So, oh, somebody's drawn and colored, and you've got your own... Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh my gosh! That so, so much fun to do. Yeah, and it took forever, and it was awful <laughs> because I had to draw all the dragons and then and then color all of them, and it was so. Bad. I I exclusively drew comics. I was into Pokemon a lot. They are some of the most fascinating yeah. pictures. That, uh, yeah, so Pokemon. <laughs> is that Pikachu? Uh, no, it's not Pikachu. I can't remember. It says right here. It's called a a mi, a, a mincino? I don't know. I don't even know what that was. I don't know. So, like the adventures of the Pokemon fighting against Team Rocket. Wow! And what a scene that is. Oh my gosh! I can't even. It's so bad. <laughs> It's creative energy. It's all fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I really liked Pokemon. Um, and the fact that you're doing it anyway, and you're doing it just for you. Yeah, well, well, one good thing about my Pokemon obsession is that is that I, I really like anime. It got me into, it was my first anime, and it got me into anime. And I love anime a whole lot, because there are different tropes uh, from Japanese media literature that that's different from western stuff so it gave me a whole lot of ideas i'm like oh there are different stories that like i, I didn't know about in one one of the animes that i watched is called death parade and it's basically about um this place that's in between heaven and hell it's this sort of purgatory and the never people who, no <laughs> yeah yeah kind of and people who die at the same time no. they go to this bar called the quindecum and there's this bartender that's there that says hi i'm an arbiter and i'm supposed to judge your souls they play games to determine 
which one of them like to see the goodness in them, the bad in them. They think that they're playing for their lives because they don't actually know that they're dead yet. The Arbiter is the main character, and he's basically supposed to judge all these people and determine which one of the two is their soul reincarnated or which one gets to the void. I didn't know that that could be a story. That's cool. The main character isn't a farm boy chosen one. The main character <laughs> is an immortal Arbiter who's supposed to judge souls, and his character arc is learning that there's darkness in everyone and that it's not fair to judge people based on based on split decisions and when they don't have all the information available about someone that is a beautiful story <laughs> powerful powerful message right there for sure yeah I've, I've gotten a lot of inspiration from from that i've like had more book ideas because of all this stuff from japanese stories that i didn't know could be a story and now i do to a nationally published teenage author you inspire and entertain your audience to follow their own dreams, and to live their own life, no matter their circumstances or obstacles that are in their way. Yes. How do you do that? I just try to keep writing and and keep marketing and, and doing the things that I should. It's really hard. I didn't expect marketing to be this hard. It's like there are so many fantasy books out there, so how can you get yours out? And you just try to find your audience and try to uh, inspire them and pander to them. Hopefully something comes out of it. Well, what makes Stone Cold different than other fantasy young adult romance novels? Well, I I really did try to put a message into it. The book is about dealing with emotions and being yourself. I really want that message to come across because a, a lot of the fantasy books that I read are 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 fun, like YA specifically. They're kind of just a story where a girl finds out that the mysterious transfer student is a werewolf and then they go on a date and it's just fun mindless escapism but when when i wrote this book kind of for myself i tried to explore like what it is to feel anxious what it is to not be able to be yourself and through the main character i'm trying to teach people that it's it's okay to feel it's okay to be yourself it's it's fine through the story and through you know romance love triangles political conspiracies stuff like that and i'm trying to support that message i'm just gonna read the book blurb in a kingdom where emotion is punished by death princess siona is forced into a marriage alliance to stop a 30-year war she must choose between her duty to the kingdom or the boy she truly loves in the kingdom of ashland emotion is considered a weakness and a danger to help their society run perfectly, the king has ordered everyone to wear enchanted stones that take away emotion. However, there are some people, malopaths, that are not affected by the stones and are hunted down and executed. The princess of Ashland, Siona, is a malopath. She becomes antisocial and stays in the shadows, afraid of her secret being exposed. When her brother dies, Princess Siona becomes the heir to the kingdom and must try harder than ever to fake being emotionless. A crown heir, she must navigate a marriage alliance with an enemy kingdom, political conspiracies, and a love triangle between her betrothed and her childhood friend and guard. This sounds very intriguing. <laughs> Stone Cold shows that emotions are what make humans human and that people shouldn't be afraid 
to be themselves. Read along as Princess Siona breaks out of her shell and navigates the trials and tribulations she faces throughout her journey. Wow. There's so many elements here. Is there a lot of you in this book? Oh, yes. My gosh. I, I am basically the main character. Okay. Everyone reads it and is like, Sarah, it's basically you, but more logical. <laughs> so my, my parents are reading this and they're like, you just put all of your trauma in this book. <laughs> when I was 15, um, when, when I wrote it, wow, that was a long time ago, three years ago. It was like my first year of high school and I was still really anxious about everything. And, and so I, I kind of had the mindset of the main character. So, yeah, read the book, and the main character is me, and maybe you <laughs> maybe will be like, oh, is she okay? Yes, I'm okay. <laughs> it was three years ago. So, uh, I guess my question would be, have you had a lot of other teenagers, and, or any teenagers that you know read the book? Yeah, my friends at school are, are uh, reading it, and I like it, and... Because they're coming up to me and they're like, Sarah, I loved it. I binge read the book and it was awesome. The last three chapters killed me though. You tore my heart out. I didn't like it. I was I, I wanted XYZ, but that did not happen. So please write the sequel immediately. <laughs> you have some tips for authors on how to create characters people love and hate. Yeah. It's interesting creating characters because you basically have to, you know, create a person. You have to you have to know what what drives people, what their flaws are, psychology personalities it's so hard especially writing like in first person because you have to basically put yourself into that character and be like oh in this situation what would this character do and say and be completely consistent with creating characters i start with their their personality how do they interact with the world so with siona the the main character i wanted to portray her as being very introverted and very logical that's that's her mindset and then you need to create like a driving force, something that they want to achieve. And for Siona, that's basically don't be discovered, keep keep living. And then usually a flaw that keeps them from achieving that goal or or something that they need to work on. Then that character flaw will ultimately, hopefully, be solved by the end of the book because they go through the arc and the challenges change them into uh, a better person. So when when I wrote this book, uh, I kind of I have a conversation with all my characters because I'm weird because I'm an author. Uh, so I kind of had a conversation with Siona, and I was like, "Hey, if I put you through all this, you'll be able to go through your character arc, and you'll come out a stronger person. So is it okay if I, you know, kill your brother?" <laughs> you know, that away, did you? Oh, no. Well, no, no, because, well, it's in the synopsis of the book. It's the inciting incident. I think that you can spoil the inciting incident, at least, when, when, you're, when, you're, describing, when you're describing the plot of a book. Very good. So how did you learn this? I basically had to learn just from the ground up. You you have to read. You basically, you don't know the rules of writing novels. So you basically just have to read and steal from authors, find out what works, find out what doesn't. I had to be sat down and have formal training. That was how I went through the writing program and they taught me how to write characters. I've been 
to a college like Young Authors Academy and Teen Author Bootcamp. I've had formal training where authors have like sat me down and been like, hey, you shouldn't start your book with three pages of exposition saying, my name is so-and-so, these are my siblings, and this is the plot of the book. (laughs) Because I honestly did start my books that way when I was like 10 or 11, because why not? What's wrong with that? But (laughs) someone had to teach me, no, you're not supposed to give all the exposition at the start of the book. That's boring. It's like a data dump. Okay, so how did you learn about the writing school? My neighbor was a part of it, and he came over one day and was like, hey, I think this opportunity would be really good for you. You are an aspiring author. You just need a little bit more, you know, actual education with writing books. And I think it would be really cool. And you could write a book and um, learn how to pitch to agents and hopefully get published. And so I was like, okay, sure. I, I, I was initially very hesitant because, you know, I just started high school. And so I was like, mm, I have to write a novel and, and do all this work. I just thought it would be so hard, but I eventually uh, um, ended up signing up for the program. It was still really hard to, you know, go to school, go home, do homework, and then log on to my computer and then go to another writing school and then do homework, which was write a novel. So I still had to balance all of that, but it ended up uh, working out and I really enjoyed it. You can relate to so many writers. There are so many writers that have full-time day jobs and have families. Yours was that you had full-time school. So this is the challenge for writers is to find time to write. Oh, yes. Yes. I I just don't sleep. I, I, well, that, that's not true, but, but I do, I do stay up late. I like writing when it's night. Right. Brain and the left brain, they have different times of the day for operating. And when you get tired, your creative brain says, here, <laughs> now put it somewhere. Right? Yeah. 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 So I, I want to ask you, about the challenges you've had to overcome to become a nationally uh, published author? Huh. Well, it's really hard actually just finishing a novel. That is really, really hard. You have to get the first draft down and then, you know, the second draft, third draft. You have to, you have to comb over it over and over and over and over. Uh, the New York Times bestselling author who did the program in the first place is like, yeah, the draft doesn't see the light of day until like the 80th Passover. And then, oh, it's 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 so bad. So I kept having to go over it uh, to, to just edit it. And people were giving me feedback. And that was really hard. Nobody wants their story to be nitpicked. <laughs> um, by the 15th or 16th draft, I was like, I can quote the prologue. I hate my own book. I hate my own book so much. I I heard that authors don't usually read their books after they've been published. And, you know, me being the naive child I was when I was like in in elementary school, I was like, what? What? No, you've worked so hard on that. When slash if I ever get published, I am so going to read my book. No, I'm 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 not. I, I I've gone over it. Too many times because that's what the editing process is like. It's terrible, but you just have to get through it because that's how you get a book that people will read. They say any amazing piece of art or creativity has a love-hate relationship. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, same with your book. So the last day of the program was called The Crucible. And it's called The Crucible because um, a crucible is basically um, you heat the metal and then you scrape all the gunk off the top. So <laughs> what a fitting name. Angie, that that was her name, the leader of the program, was like, yeah, so um, you have to be very strong to get through this day. The bathrooms are over there down the hallway. You can totally just go and throw up and then and then come back. People have done that before. <laughs> the whole day was us just crowded in a house and we had to go down the hallway and into a room and pitch to a, a publishing agent from New York over Zoom. You have your two minutes with them. They say yes or no. And then you go out, sit down and then wait a couple of hours and then do it again with a different person. It was the most stressful and boring day of my entire life. <laughs> my dad had to get me food and everything. <laughs> no throwing. Yeah, it was. You. No, I I did not throw up. My nerves were on fire the whole day. It was it was bad. Angie was like, "Treat this like the audition of your life because it is." I'm like, "Oh, thanks. That that totally helps my confidence here. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shrivel away now." Wow. But so in the end, you ended up with a publishing deal. Yeah, I did. It was all worth it in the end. Yay. <laughs> and so who published your book? Morgan James. They they're they're kinda mediumish with the the scale of big to small with, with publishing companies. They don't usually do fiction books, but they did do the book A Dog's Purpose, if anyone missed that one. That's the one book that I knew that they had published. Most of them were impressed with me because they don't usually do a lot of fiction books, and I was a fiction book. So that was really cool, and I've um, had fun working with them. I was I was surprised initially with the process that they had to go through with you know choosing the title of the book, the cover, stuff like that. Usually with a lot bigger publishing companies, authors don't get to choose the what the cover looks like. Like They get one or two inputs, and then the team usually decides what's best but over over the call that i was doing with them they basically were like okay what do you want the cover to be like and i'm like oh i i get to choose this i didn't actually put any thought into this my gosh i'm sorry um 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 and my dad was right next to me and he was like oh what about this idea and i'm like great let's do that i love it (laughs) it's amazing how much thought and energy goes into cover design right yeah, yeah. Uh, so my dad had the idea of the girl, the main character, and and she was facing away from the camera and she had the necklace behind her back. And I liked that idea. The cover team basically uh, gave me two designs that I could choose from. And it, one was her facing away from the camera and one was facing the camera. And I chose the one facing away from the camera and then they did more of that design and then the finishing cover. There's a lot more details and, and hidden stuff that has to go with, with just designing a cover basically yeah it's a it's a large endeavor yeah it's a big thing too because it helps sell the book yeah like visually we anchor visually yeah everyone says don't judge a book by its cover but i i I totally do i i go to the goodreads page and it's like topics of whatever year and then i scroll down and i'm like don't like that cover don't like that cover don't oh i like this one this one looks fantasy like (laughs) and then i read that book are you writing another book oh i'm writing like 10 books right now (laughs) yeah are they gonna be a series with stone cold are they gonna be i'm writing the sequel to show cold right now so it's just that one and then a sequel 
But I have another book idea that could be turned into an epic fantasy, and then another epic fantasy, and then another epic fantasy in my two dragon series. I just have so many ideas bouncing around my head, and I'll never be able to finish anything. (laughs) Discipline. Yeah, I guess. I, I just need to pick one thing and then write that thing completely out and then move on to something else. That's what I need to do. It's really hard. hard. when you have so many ideas to to stick with the one thing. Yeah. It's like, I love all these characters. They're my children. I made them and their stories must be told. <laughs> it's fascinating to see everything that you're doing. I really appreciate you sharing it all with me so that I can turn around and share it with others. And I just think it's very, very inspirational what you're doing at such a very young age. You have a lot of wisdom to share with other writers uh, that are w- much older than you. And I, you. I wish you so much success in everything that you're doing, not only book writing, but your schooling and anything that you choose to do going forward. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, you too. You've been fun. Hope you enjoyed this episode. To get notifications of new releases, subscribe. You can also like, follow, download, and share. If you've enjoyed this, your friends will too.